0: So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Dead Eye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com.
1: Hi, um, we're here for a weekly episode of Sports and Quirks. It is a good week for sports, it seems. I'm Emily Jarenka. I'm Emily Cornell. And we're joined by a guest.
2: Hello,
3: <laughs> so it's my, Colin. Name is Colin.
2: Yeah, my name is Colin Jarenka, I'm Emily Jarenka's brother, good to be on again, it's been a long time.
1: Yeah, when was the last time?
2: I think probably, I mean it was 2019, because <laughs> I think the last time I was on, we were probably talking about the NFL playoffs.
1: Oh, it could have been. I thought it was in... It might've been early 2020. Did I
2: come on to talk about college basketball? Oh yeah. I talked about, it. we, we uh, had an episode after the national championship game for college football. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So still a <laughs> so, long time ago, but it's yeah. so
1: all coming back <laughs>
2: <laughs> too long. So, so
1: Emily, what updates do you have
0: on the soccer world? So the soccer world Big things happening. And by big things, I mean soccer is happening um, in Germany. And the Bundesliga continues to play, the German Soccer League. Um, Their game's pretty much every day this week. It's beautiful. Um, I watched Bayern play Dortmund today. And they're probably the two best teams, not probably, they are the two best teams in the Bundesliga. Um, so I was super excited to watch that matchup um, of all the games in the last couple of days. And it did not disappoint. Um, both teams looked really good in the first half. Bayern got a goal like in the 44th minute and For non-soccer fans, it's two 45-minute halves. So just right at the end of the first half and then going to the second half, you could kind of see where um, Dortmund kind of broke down. Like, it's still a good team, but um, I think that they were very challenged by Bayern and like, other games that Dortmund has played that I've watched this season. Like, they are, like, a dominant team. So um, keep an eye out for those teams if you're soccer fans if you're just sports fans and you need good sports to watch like these are two phenomenal teams that you should be following as you are very limited in what you can watch (laughs) right now
1: (laughs) yeah Um, it's nice that you can have an actual game of the week right now
0: (laughs) I mean it's again tbt (laughs) oh my goodness it's been so long that we've had like a game of the week so excited to have that and Emily you had sent me um there's German teams that are having like cutouts in the games do you want to talk about those
1: yeah I mean I was kind of surprised by how how it makes it really look like the stadium is full when you see it kind of from from the field perspective it's pretty yeah. wild um I mean obviously there's no noise so that's a big change they started for having that
2: they yeah. yeah
1: they've like pump it in right yeah
0: yeah, yeah which is <laughs> weird guys, yeah
2: what do you think of it what are you guys' thoughts I think it's better than
0: nothing personally it's better than it being quiet because you like it yeah I'm sure as like a player it doesn't super matter but like the fan what, like watching it and all you're hearing is them like yelling at each other <laughs> you're just like oh no I don't want to like I don't want to hear this if it's like a bad fight
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, players, I don't think for the most part, really have to worry about their language typically because the noise of fans drowns anything they say out for the Mm -hmm. most part. So I would imagine for a player's perspective, that's an interesting
3: development.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's like going back to your parents' house and you have to (laughs) wash
3: your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah they
0: it probably helps for that because you don't want the ref to hear you but like they're still getting each other's faces so i'm just <laughs> like whatever it's fine it's good good to watch it's fun and yeah the the sound makes it feel a little bit more like you're watching a normal game
2: yeah and yeah. they seem like in, in the games that i've watched they seem to um play sounds that are related to like what's going on. It's not just like a constant drone of cheering, yes. you know, like if there's a bad call or something, then they play like the whistles that the crowd would,
3: would uh, <laughs> Booze. You know, make.
2: Yeah. Like, you know, so they're, they're trying to make it like as authentic as possible, which, which is good. Um, but yeah, I'm like for soccer, it doesn't make as much of a difference to me because like, if the players were, you know, getting at each other, or cursing at each other, unless it was in English, I'm not going to be able to understand it. Like, I don't know if I, I I think for like in the future, you know, if basketball comes back, I would, I wouldn't want them to play any crowd noise. I would want to hear the player chatter. (laughs) I think that would be really entertaining. Or Um, hockey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the chirping. (laughs) Yeah. um, But like, and I would, if I could understand what uh, most of the soccer players were saying, then I would want to hear it. But you know, I can't. So, but I think they do a good job of the noise that they are pumping in. It's, um, it fits the game, which is good.
1: Innovation at its finest. (laughs) (laughs) The brightest minds.
0: They came together on this one. For (laughs) sure. And then NASCAR is back also again. Um, there is a race tonight. There, there's lots of NASCAR this week from what I understand. From the so, the, so they say so they say there are races so folks who are betting um we don't know who or what you should bet on but there's nascar <laughs> in addition to there. soccer so um check that out if you're big on the cars
1: i feel like nascar would be kind of fun to bet on though like horse racing is fun to bet on and nascar albeit the races take a lot longer, but the very end of them can be exciting. If you have a stake in them, I suppose. I don't know. That's true.
2: Yeah. I think the downside is that the kind of only bet you can make is like, who's going to win the race. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you're specifically rooting for one person. Like you are, you know, you're rooting for one horse. You're rooting for one driver. Um, it gets you a little bit more invested in what they're doing throughout the entire race and not just, you know, the last 10 laps or whatever you want to tune in for. Um, so that could be, gives you a little bit more rooting interest.
1: Have you watched any NASCAR college?
2: No, uh, <laughs> the closest, oh, I haven't come anywhere close to it, but the only, I know that there's a truck NASCAR race tonight and Kyle Bush is the favorite. And I only know this because On ESPN, streak for the cash, you could make a pick that was either who will win the race, Kyle Busch or anyone else. I didn't pick it. (laughs) I didn't pick it. Um, But so that's the only thing I know that's going on. Okay. Just curious if you've gotten
1: that desperate yet?
2: (laughs) Not yet. I bet on the Bundesliga this weekend, and it worked out good. Um, Worked out well. Um, But that's the only thing I'll bet on. Maybe the NHL if it comes back.
1: You bet on uh, "Listen to Your Heart," the Bachelor spinoff. Didn't that
2: you? was also on Streak for the cash. Okay. So it was. I didn't like no money. placed,
1: sure. I don't count that. But <laughs> how did that turn out?
2: Well, I won that pick, and then I, uh, because there's no sports right now or very little. Um, there's like some insanely obscure things on Streak right now, and it's everything from like. Like their Belarusian soccer. Apparently they never went on hold. Like they just kept on going. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's like consistently. Sending it. Yeah. <laughs> and then something called like Russian short hockey. And it's like short. I think the, I think the rink is also smaller, but they play mm. shorter periods oh. instead of like three, Was it? Three 20 minute periods. Yeah. Three. Yeah. They play three 10 minute periods. So there's that and but because there's been so so many like off the wall things the the winners for each month their streak is a lot lower. So I was fortunate enough to get up to a win 15 this month and make it like on the leaderboard I had, was like tied for like the third longest streak and then oh. I lost it on an MMA pick, you know. Oh, no. Like one of the sports that would on paper be the easiest to like yeah. research and figure out who typically more predictable. Yeah. So a big favorite lost, And a lot of people lost their streak. It wasn't just me, but I was like, I had, I didn't pick things earlier in the day. Cause I was like, I've got this lock later. And then sure enough, <laughs> the lock didn't win. So, well, yeah. good for you for
1: getting up to third.
2: Yeah, it was, it was a good month. A big
1: accomplishment. There, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> It's great. Um, in other news, today it was announced that the SBs are going to be held virtually, which is exciting. Um, but more exciting uh, is the lineup of hosts that they have. So it's going to be Russell Wilson, Megan Rapino, and um, Sue Bird. So it'll be so very fun. well-rounded cast.
2: Some Seattle awesome sports people. icons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder how they finessed that one.
2: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i hadn't really made that connection until now
2: it seems mm. like it's a little too good to be a coincidence but then yeah. i'm trying to think of the reason why those three would all be together like what i don't know
0: maybe they all get maybe it is really a coincidence
2: well. very possible
0: i mean yeah maybe they just all like vibe well and like can play off each other well no okay. i don't
3: know very okay i guess oh, we'll find exciting.
1: out yeah yeah we, we sure will uh, interested to see how the virtual espies turn out like will people be will um nominees be at home in their suits or <laughs> will they will it be cash i don't know there's no red carpet to walk so i'm just i'm i'm very curious about the entire i bet it'll be a mixed bag and it'll be really fun some like, people would just, like, dress the nines and others are just chilling yeah. in their sweatpants. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, like, fun. some people will be super extra in their houses and other people will, like, be very young people who are just, like, starting. So, like, they don't, they're not quite there in terms of having, yeah. like, all the bells and whistles in their There's, home.
1: They're renting a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> or whatever, Yeah, potentially. Yeah.
2: Don't they, isn't there, like, a... Is there, like, a high school um, SB award or something?
1: I think there is.
2: I feel like I remember something about – I don't know if it's, but, like, high school athlete of the year or something, but
1: – There definitely is, but I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's typically one of the awards that they televise. You know how some of them are just, uh, like, awarded, but they
2: don't show sure. the recipients?
1: It might be one of those that gets
2: cut out. But
1: maybe this year we'll see it. I don't know. Yeah.
2: That's a good point. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see these high school kids, you know, at their parents' houses, Houses, you know, how, how are they going to handle it um, along the same lines of what you were saying. But.
1: Yeah, kind of like the NFL draft. I'm sure there will just be some interesting things that come from it and um, some good Twitter content. like what Oh, we got absolutely. From the NFL yeah. draft. So, Well,
2: and it's so. always great to be able to peek into – You know these multi-million dollar houses. See who's living large. Yeah, I always like that.
1: (laughs) It's also funny to see who like whose house uh, from the NFL draft. I thought it was interesting to see like whose house seemed very basic and normal, or just like what they had in the background. You know. Yeah. Some of them, it's like I feel like you maybe could have done a little more tidying up.
2: It looked a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think to um, so, be the best
0: college athlete, that's where we're going to see something either really unexpected or
2: something just like, what are you doing? They're doing it from their, <laughs> their dorm room or something. Like yeah. they haven't been able to leave campus.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> that would be the Ooh. worst of been quarantined <laughs> in a dorm room. The I don't extra know about long man. twin bed. <laughs> God. With, like, the thermostat that, like, barely works.
3: <laughs> so you're
0: like, oh, no, it's 500 degrees or freezing. They're
1: sitting in a options. dorm room sweating in a suit because the <laughs> AC doesn't
3: working. Oh, man. It the should movies. be good.
1: Yeah, should, should be entertaining regardless. So that's definitely something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Um. Also, just kind of along the lines of, um, you know, the Michael Jordan documentary that just finished airing. I believe it's done. I'm not caught. It's up. done. Only watched it. it's okay. Done. So it's, it's done. Um, we wanted to pick our, um, starting five lineup of 10 part docu series about athletes that you would like to be made that have not been made yet. So we each have picked five athletes or sports figures, um, that we want to see long documentaries made about some of these people, They've already made, you know, like an hour special or a couple hours or whatever, Um, maybe a short movie or something. But we really want the people to get in-depth on these specific sports figures. So, um, Emily, do you want to start things off with your number one pick? I surely will. So I think that if
0: Dawn Staley does not get some significant documentary done about her, um, it will be egregious. Um, so for folks who don't know who Dawn Staley is, she is the head coach at South Carolina. Um, their women's basketball program, very good, like extremely good. Um, she is a phenomenal coach. Um, she grew up like very poor in Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia, I read about that. So, um, she... Then, so she wrote an article. This is why I'm like kind of talking about where she grew up is cause she's like, I grew up in Philadelphia, pretty poor. And then she went and played college ball at Virginia and she like did not see anyone who looked like her. And then, you know, she goes and she has this very good career as a professional basketball player. And then she becomes, um, a coach and like, um, there aren't a lot of black women coaching basketball. But, like, you see a lot of women who are black playing college basketball. Um, It's really hard. And, like, this is across many sports, right, where, like, you don't see representation. And it's – there's value in that. Like, those coaches can speak to an experience of those athletes that, like, a white coach cannot. Um, So I think – she for sure, just because of like her career as an athlete, her career as a coach, she was the head coach of the USA national team, um, a very interesting woman. And, um, she's five, four or five, six, which to me, I'm just like, you're such a good guy and you like just <laughs> played and like, and like all of these other, um, women that she played, Basketball with like only speak highly of her, and they're like, she's just like, she's a good leader on the court. She's obviously a good leader, like on the sideline. Um, yeah, I think she would be a really good person to have a documentary done about. What about y'all? Colin, take it away.
2: Um, my first pick is uh, LeBron. Um, it's LeBron not James. <laughs> there, will, there will be one. Um, I'll be. You know, on the couch right when it comes out, watch every minute of it. Um, regardless of how you feel about who's the better athlete or who's the better basketball player, or uh, between him and Michael Jordan, um, I think LeBron's story from being in the national spotlight starting at 15, 16 years old, all the way up until, you know, honestly, probably until he dies, uh, will. <clears throat> Um, just his story and the amount of things he's accomplished both on and off the court. Um, it is, I mean, it is a story um, and a story book ending. Uh, hopefully when he wins a couple more championships, I <laughs> um, yeah. want him to win. I mean, I want him to win one more, um, but I wouldn't mind if he won a couple more. <laughs> I, I think the window is small um, and that's why one of the reasons why it's a bummer that the NBA season was put on hold and you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future because I think this is like his 17th year or something like that. Um, So who knows how many more years he has at uh, the elite level that he plays at. And so it's a bummer that we might not have been able to see some of his iconic playoff moments this year if we don't get back. So
1: yeah that makes sense before he becomes a a shack in the last couple years of his career where it was just like a
2: yeah I kind wonder, of like a
1: mentor figure and you know
2: i wonder what his like the last years of his career are going to look like and i mean yeah like maybe he'll be done cause... before he
1: gets to that point he might right. you know he might not he might just be like if i'm not you know if i'm not going hard i'm not i'm not gonna play
2: preserve his I body Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I think he wants to play one year where his son is in the NBA as well. I mean, provided he makes it, which he's a freshman in high school, but early indications are positive. um, I think he would want to play one year with him, maybe more, or at least while they're in the league together. Um, But I don't know if he's going to, I don't see him as the type of person that, or the type of player that kind of like sticks around too long. And takes more of a of a reserved role. Um, I think he'll walk out still capable of playing at an elite level by everyone else's standards, but maybe not elite by his standards. Um, that's kind of what Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I think is going to happen. But who knows? Yeah, <clears throat>
1: it's a good good pick. Makes sense for sure. Who's your pick? In um. Mind? Well, with mine, I went, like, purely based on – basically purely based on entertainment factor, not necessarily legacy, although some of these people have very big legacies. Um, My number one pick is Bill Walden because (laughs) I can think of nothing better than watching 10 hours – about (laughs) his (laughs) life and all of the crazy I just want to hear about like his life stories like what crazy things has he done that he can't talk about like when he's Mm. doing the game you know I'm sure that he has some great stories um so obviously he has like a very storied playing career but um I just want to know more about like (laughs) what makes him tick
3: yeah
1: um so I'm definitely going off on a different tangent from you guys. and This isn't necessarily like the top five, like super sports superstars of all time, like very much not going in that direction. But uh, I think that would be really fun to get an inside look on who Bill Walton is. Oh yeah. No doubt. I, no doubt. I watched that. <laughs> hmm um we've discussed this before but i would rather like have him call a game than dickie v um so for that reason i would definitely like to see a, a long series made <laughs> about him maybe produced by like snoop dogg or something
3: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Well,
0: that'd be don't a, say you wouldn't watch it it'd be an event like you would have to like make <laughs> themed food for that you'd have to like wear tie-dye and like a headband everyone would have to like lean all the way into this <laughs>
1: yeah so I hope to see that someday who is your second pick of your starting five Emily
0: um so it's interesting how you said that we all like took a different like you start with Bill Walton Um, and you pick just people you thought would be like really good to watch, uh, sport, like for whatever reason. And, um, I'm sure Colin also like witnessed certain ways. So we all took this very differently. Um, and so my next pick is Nikki Fargus. She is the head women's basketball coach. I did not only pick women's (laughs) basketball coaches.
1: Um, got to have some representation. Don't think uh, Colin or I picked anyone from women's basketball you pick brown people though so like that small wins right some diversity in every person's picks yeah for sure um (laughs) so so yeah uh
0: Nikki Fargus she is the head coach at LSU she is black she is women's women's head coach um she played at Tennessee and she's also been an Uh, a graduate assistant and I think she even coached there and she coached at Virginia. Like she has a really interesting resume as a coach and a player. And um, she's coached at UCLA, like very much an interesting person. And because there were so few, there are so few, it's not like this was last week or last year. And we're like, Oh, all of a sudden we've hired all these women. Like, nah, um, just because there's so few black women who are head coaches. I'm like, Oh, like, but the ones who are, I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Like your career is very like, stacked so um yeah, yeah yeah i'm like i hire you to be the head coach the <laughs> women's basketball coach at my alma mater that's not saying much they won like the wnit in like 2001
3: okay <laughs> oh, 2001. Oh. <laughs> it, was,
0: it was like so long like the head coach at the university of wyoming he was head coach for like forever and everyone loves Joe Ligurski and like good dude and then he retired and they still like they've kept most of the staff like Wyoming is not going to take someone from the outside like that and make them the head coach that's just like that's not the culture of it and that's I'm they cool don't want with the it.
1: outsiders
0: <laughs> not unless they like are an assistant coach or they played for the team so like there's a girl who she played at Wyoming her dad played at Wyoming and she I think coaches either in Denver or in like, or at a community college. Like she's not, she's so young. Like she graduated maybe a year or two after I did. Um, so I could see in a couple of years, she goes and she becomes an assistant coach at Wyoming, but then you have to embed, like if you're becoming an assistant coach at Wyoming and you're wanting to stay there to become the head coach one day, you are never leaving Laramie, which like some <laughs> people are cool with. I could not do this. <laughs> Laramie has 30,000 people. Like that's real hard. Um, now I, I digress. This is, I mean, we could potentially have a woman who's black and the head coach at the university of Wyoming. That'd be cool, but not, not the point. My second round picked pick is Nikki Fargus. Um, Colin, who's your <laughs> second pick?
2: Um, I think my second pick, uh, is Tom Brady. Um, and then I found out while <laughs> I was compiling face. this list, it's, well, I found out that they are making a, I don't know if a, I feel it might be nine parts. Like I thought I remember seeing okay. it. Well, quite Well, the,
1: the point of doing this is just like, right. That it's an extended series. It's not yeah. just like a two hour thing. So yeah. nine um,
2: <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I have never liked Tom Brady. Um, I think he's very arrogant. Um, but he has an incredible story of being a walk on at Michigan, um, elected as a team captain, as a backup quarterback, um, sixth round draft pick uh, and then didn't start until whatever it was like week 15 or 16 of an NFL season uh, because the Patriots quarterback got hurt. Drew Bledsoe got hurt and then the rest is history. Um, So I'd love to, and and the fact that he's been able to compete at a high level for so long, um, similar to, to LeBron um, is something that we don't see very often. You know, we often see, athletes fade towards the tail end of their career and he has a legit chance to play quarterback in the NFL when he's 45 Uh, and that's like his personal goal. um and plus I think like the whole yeah the whole Bill Belichick and Brady like I would hope that they would give us a little bit about that relationship and like especially now since um he plays for Buccaneers and you know was there was there like dissent between them more so this year like kind of pushed Brady to on his, you know, he made the decision on his own, but push him away a little bit or kind of what that looked like. So it'd be really interesting. Um, Again, not a fan. He's arrogant. He is a cheater. Um, So, but it would be interesting. I would watch it.
0: That's true. I agree with that. Like he does have a good history and like, it would be very interesting to see just like, the inner workings of like his work ethic even to get Mm -hmm. to where he is so he i'm sure he's kind of like michael jordan in that Mm
3: -hmm. well
1: um not tom brady's favorite person my second pick is richard Sherman. (laughs) 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 Um, i don't think they're buds um I don't know. I've just, I guess I'm biased because I'm a Seahawks fan, but I've always found him to be super interesting. Uh, when he was playing for Stanford, uh, he's done interviews talking about his college experience at Stanford, and he's like an incredibly smart person. I think he was a salutatorian of his high school, either salutatorian or valedictorian. Um, and then when he was at Stanford, he felt like he was behind in classes, like. Because um, in literature classes, like, students would just be talking about Plato, like, they knew it, like, the back of their hand. And so he started, like, really doing a ton of reading about, like, these different subjects that he felt like he was behind on, even though he was obviously a super smart person. Um, And his parents have an interesting story, too. Like, his dad has been um, doing waste management, uh, I think, for the city of Compton. That's where they... That's where his parents live, I think. Um, or at least that's where he grew up. And um his dad has been doing that for a very long time and um at least until the past couple of years, um he was still doing that. I'm not sure about now. But I just think it's like really admirable that your son is a multi dollar million-dollar NFL player and I'm sure they don't really need to be working anymore, you know? Like I'm sure he's taking care of them, and helping them out, but I just think that's cool and um just his involvement with um, social justice issues and the way that he's also like still very outspoken um, on the field. <laughs> I just think it's a very interesting storm, I guess I would say. So I would like to learn more about him than you get from just a few minute interview. Mm-hmm. So.
0: He'd be, I'd watch yeah. a documentary on him i like him he's a very interesting person
1: yeah he's definitely a polarizing figure but um i think that that a lot of times makes for the best television (laughs) oh yeah i think he has a very interesting story to be told yeah what's your third pick pick? my third pick is becky hammond uh
0: coach with choice. the san antonio spurs
2: <laughs> go spurs go
0: go spurs go <laughs> um she played at a school i don't love but love to see the mountain west thrive so uh she played basketball at colorado state um and she I did not know that yes, i that's cool okay and then I'll- it's so unfortunate. Why didn't she just go play at Wyoming? Like, come on, she girl. She's so
3: close. <laughs> it's
0: fifty-five <laughs> miles away. Come on, um, we're sixty-five. It's so close. It's not far. And you get on the highway and you just zip up there. Um, anyways, so it would be significant because she is like, I think the only woman, or she was like one of the I first think there ones. might be
1: one other but yeah, yeah it's it's very very new it was
0: like in t- 2014 when she was hired as an assistant coach she became the second female in all of the NBA history um but like the other woman who was an assistant coach volunteered so I'm gonna mm-hmm. count her as like the first real like b- coach um On the payroll and yeah like she's she's got the hook up like she should,
1: when pop is out, she should be the head coach.
0: <laughs> like,
1: that was cool. When she got to coach, um, was, was he sick? There was something going, I don't remember, but she, she coached, um, in his place for at least a game.
2: I think she also coached there. I think that he, she coached their summer league team yes. as well. Mm-hmm.
0: She was the first woman to like be a head coach in the summer league um, and then she was the first woman to be part of an all-star coaching staff gotcha so when she coached oh. the 2016 all-star game yeah <laughs> so more women mm-hmm. just like breaking barriers and like moving on Good up. choice that hopefully yeah. means she'll be like one of those like when she no longer is coaching she'll be in one of those like head positions with an organization and that just that's really good to have more women just moving on up
1: yeah fun office stuff oh yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> love to see it we're here for it colin your third pick
2: all right <clears throat> my third pick um is dirk nowitzki yes, dirk. Um, yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> julie loves dirk nowitzki
2: <laughs> who doesn't uh, everyone loves dirk nowitzki he's He's very nice, uh, very personal, okay. good interview. Um, but he also kind of, he was the first uh, like super successful uh, teenager to come from Europe into the NBA. Yeah. Um, and essentially, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is now, um, but I think it's somewhere around the, I, I want to say maybe like 20s or 30s uh, 20 or 30% of the league is born outside of the U S now. Um, and it's, it's only getting higher. It's, it's going to be, you know, with enough time, it'll, it'll get closer to a 50, 50 split. I think maybe it won't ever get there. Um, but he kind of opened those gates for everyone and, and showed not only other teenagers in Europe, but also teams in, uh, you know, NBA front offices that, um, there is talent in Europe and teenagers there are able to compete at the highest level, um, on a basketball floor. Um, so he opened those gates. Um, and then it was cool. I mean, he played his entire 21 year career with the same team. Um, I think yeah, I believe. Pretty crazy. The, yeah. I think he's the longest NBA player ever to play with like play or he's played the longest for one team. Um and uh his last year he got to play with Luka Doncic, who a lot of people think, I mean, he's already shown it um uh gonna be an MVP candidate for years to come, but it's kind of like the next international superstar. Um, well, him and Giannis. I shouldn't leave out the Greek for <laughs> him be because he's already won an MVP yeah. and might be due for a second. Um but uh you know, those two are going to carry the torch for international basketball moving forward. Um, and so it was cool to see kind of like the first icon from Europe, um, be able to team up with one of the next ones. So, Good choice. Thank you.
1: Um, let's see. Who do I have next? Oh, Marshawn Lynch. Also continuing along with the entertainment trend. Um, (laughs) Like, I like sports documentaries that are, um, you know, serious. But I feel like there's there's missed opportunity for a bunch of athletes that are just very interesting figures because of their personality. And I don't know. And it, it seems like most sports documentaries that are made are made about people who have just this extreme competitive nature. And it's not necessarily a hybrid of like being fun loving and then having that too. And I think that he's one of those people, at least what we see, you know, um, in interviews and things like that. Um, but just extremely interesting character, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he should produce Bo Walton's docu-series. <laughs> <I don't know.
3: laughs>
1: um, but I would love, you know what I'd really love to see is have Kenny Main host um, all of the interviews with Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Um if you they, haven't seen go ahead.
2: They have a good they already have a good chemistry. So they have you know, rapport, would, yes. Exactly.
1: <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, um, just YouTube, Kenny Main, Marshawn Lynch, Applebees, or just Marshawn Applebee's, I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> Um, It was from back when he was playing for the Bills and uh, he takes Kenny Mayne to an Applebee's and explains why it's his (laughs) restaurant of choice in Buffalo. (laughs) Uh, Very entertaining. It's a very old video too. So the quality and like the outfits people are wearing is great. (laughs) Um, So he is my third choice. Feel pretty good about that pick.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Be very entertaining. Yeah. Back
1: to his college days, even you know you got to cover that stuff. Yeah, one
2: hundred percent. Taking the the medical cart for a spin yeah, around the, the football ride. field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: they made a bobblehead. I think. Um, I think it was when he retired from football. Um, Cal made a bobblehead of him with the cart <laughs> uh, that amazing. they gave out at some game. I'm sure it was a very hot ticket item. <laughs> and what happened to the Pac-12? It's <laughs> true. Aaron Rodgers.
3: What happened
2: to Cal? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: Aaron they had Marshawn Lynch, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff a little bit later. <laughs>
3: I'm
2: I wonder if they were teammates. Who? I'm gonna look it up. Aaron Rodgers and uh
3: uh
2: Marshawn Lynch.
0: They're, like, around the same age. I guess, they're yeah. They're close enough are.
3: where I'm curious. You yeah. think? Yeah, oh. maybe.
2: I think they were. Oh. And I also, think, were um, I also think... Were they friends? I also think Deshaun Jackson might have been on that team. Oh, wow. Maybe. What a roster. <laughs> no, doesn't look like it. He was late. No, <laughs> no. I apologize. I
1: can't snap, but me snap. Still, what happened to Cal.
2: <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. That, that's yeah, what you what could call it.
1: You could just call it that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we should produce this documentary, folks. Like, What's we have the on? time. We can make this happen. <laughs> quarantine side project. Yeah, that'll be our quarantine <laughs> side project. And then when it's over, like once quarantine ends, people will be like, Oh man, these kids made this documentary <laughs> on Cal. <laughs> No one asked for it, but they
1: gave it to us. (laughs) You didn't know you needed. Exactly. So who is your fourth pick, Emily? So I'm going to take a break from
0: basketball (laughs) coaches. (laughs) Okay. And pick Jill Ellis, who coached the U.S. women's national team, soccer team. Um, And they won back-to-back World Cups. And then she bounced. And so I'm like... I think it would just be interesting to kind of see what, how that team, one of those two teams, just kind of working with all those women um, with on the national team. Um, Cause you have to like bring all these personalities who don't play together all the time. They just play together for this one, like couple months of, couple, yeah. Out of every season. And- yeah. Like, so yeah. Um, I would just be really interested in kind of her and those like back to back world cups and, um, if she's ever like, I wanted to get a three-peat, I don't know. I'd, yeah. So I think it would just be like for a soccer fan, for a U.S. Women's National Team, as that's what people care about here is like, we like the women's team because like they win, um, <laughs> <laughs> like as silly as it sounds,
1: people like Plain to watch teams win, like the winmen's team.
3: Yeah, ah. exactly, Emily. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> so
0: <laughs> it was, that was a good one. That was it was very it was. good. So yeah, I think they'd be fun. How about you, Colin?
2: Um, I think my let's see, fourth choice is Steve Kerr. Yes. Um, I, uh. Had I knew I had known a little bit about his his family history before um, the Michael Jordan documentary kind of focused on it more, um, and I knew that his his dad had been killed, but I I didn't know how young he was or um, or really why his dad was killed. Um, so that obviously is is an aspect of his story that has really shaped him into who he is today. Um, and how he handles himself both, you know, in, in a practice or during a game, but as well as off the court and away from the sport, um, he's like a, he's a, um, gun control activist and for good reason and has, you know, stuff like that has affected him personally. Um, and he uses this platform to, to educate uh, or attempt to educate people, um, on those issues, um. But then he's also uh, kind of was one of, you know, was one of the early pioneers of the three-point shot. Um, I think he's, in NBA history, I think he has the highest career three-point percentage. Um, and he was a part of some amazing teams. Um, he was a part of Michael Jordan's Bulls, and then he played in San Antonio when uh, Tim Duncan and um, David Robinson were, were on the team. Um, and then obviously he's had some success with the uh, warriors and getting to study under Still. Phil Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit of success. A little bit. Um, getting, to study under, <laughs> getting to uh, study under Phil Jackson and then Greg Popovich, two of the best, probably the two best NBA basketball, NBA coaches ever. And like two of the best three basketball coaches of all time. Um, is he would be able to tell some, some incredible stories. So.
0: And he's a good storyteller in general as like, yep. um, I didn't know much before that, the last dance about kind of his background. Um, obviously I see like his activism, but he, he's a very good storyteller. Um, and I'm sure that some of that's like scripted, but still like he uses economy of words.
3: Nice. <laughs> <Kind> of. <laughs>
1: good way to explain it
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: like
0: you know what he's saying and he says it like very nicely um but good dude good mm-hmm. guy Steve Kerr
2: I almost put him on my list yeah I he, I was okay. trying to I I mean I, I found my first three pretty easily yeah and I was like who else would I want to watch a documentary about and I had just watched the episode of the first episode of the Lance Armstrong documentary mm-hmm. and so I would just like couldn't get that out of my mind so I kept just thinking of Lance Armstrong, but I don't want 10 hours on Armstrong. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's
0: nobody.
1: <laughs> maybe if you're really into cycling. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he's an, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Um, he's a, I'll we'll have to ask Frank about that. <laughs> yeah, <Get his>
3: thoughts. <laughs>
1: I don't think he's a huge Armstrong fan though.
2: Can't cheat. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many people. I think more people will like if a lot of people watch this documentary. I think more people will dislike him him less. Oh, oh. But I don't know if I don't think it'll be like a. He'll never get to the status he was at before Hmm. his fall from grace, or he'll never get to half of that. But I think a lot more people at the end of it will be, um, a little bit more accepting. about the choices he made from a young age to dope just about how rampant it was in the sport Um, it wasn't like he was the only one doing it so that's true but you can also
1: if you don't want to actually watch if you don't want to dedicate the time to sitting in front of your tv and watching it um they've also been releasing it as like uh podcasts i think Um, It showed up, the first episode showed up in my podcast feed. Um, So I think I will probably go that route Um, because I'd much rather spend my time watching reruns of television shows that have 10 seasons that I've already watched. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't? At least you're honest about
3: it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your next pick, Emily? Um, My fourth pick is Alan Iverson. Um, so there was a documentary made about him that came out on Netflix, um, I think it was 2015 or 16. So it was a little while ago. Um, but I would like to know more. He has, again, a very interesting story. Um, he's, you know, outspoken, but at the same time, like kind of private. So, um, just someone that I would want to know more about because they seem like a very interesting person. Um, and I want to know more than a brief documentary can tell you. And I think he also had a really big impact on um, the NBA, you know, when he was at the height of his stardom. Mm-hmm. So,
3: yeah. Definitely. I
1: think that'd be a really fun one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Could be some good titles for it too. <laughs> Do
0: you have any
1: Okay, yeah, what do you got? No, I'm not gonna throw anything out there.
3: <laughs> we'll oh, we're on talking it. Maybe about next Alan
1: episode. Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was bad. Don't. That,
2: was it wasn't, that wasn't as good as your Winman's team. Yeah. <laughs> <Something> super good.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was not a real suggestion. But for the creative types, which I am not, I don't think, um, I feel like they could come up with some really good names for that series. so for those reasons he is my fourth pick emily pick. rounding out your
0: starting five rounding out my starting five is kim mulkey uh head coach of the Baylor women's basketball team um she has an another impressive resume um as a player as a coach um she's the third NCAA women's basketball coach ever to win three national championships. Um, she's been inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, she, like Don Staley, is like a petite human. Then she did very well. <laughs> like
2: she... Um, Do you know
1: how tall she is? 5'4".
2: She is, yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> you petite. Would,
1: yeah. Um, and
0: um, yeah, I think it would just be interesting to see how she kind of just her kind of journey right so and like why she chose to stay with Baylor like um to not smear Waco but to like kind of smear Waco. Waco (laughs) was like kind of a small unknown town and like I think Chip and Joanna Gaines like really boosted the visibility of Waco, from what people I know have said. <laughs> so I'm like, why would you stay in, like, of all the towns in Texas? There are lots of colleges here. There are lots of, like, high profile colleges in this area. And you chose to stay at Baylor? <laughs> you chose to live in Waco?
1: Um, Maybe she just really likes uh, Magnolia.
0: This is before Magnolia. This is called uh, Pre-Magnolia. <laughs> pre- was the
2: original. <laughs>
0: this was before, before they bought the glow song. up Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, Baylor, not, well, Baylor's, like, part of, like, it's definitely part of Waco, but, like, Waco wasn't yeah. about to glow up until Magnolia happened. Like, it was just a <laughs> college town, but with, like, but, like a, a rich college town. Like, the it's a private school. The The students tend to be on the wealthier side. Um <laughs> But I'm like, come on, you could have gone down the road. An hour and a half. You could be living in Austin, Kim. You could be making Texas Can have breakfast right? tacos? Yeah, well, you can get those everywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. Um, and, like, I'm not saying move to College Station, because, like, ugh, why would you yeah. do that? <laughs> okay, <laughs> <But> like, come <laughs> on, don't go to um Dallas or go to Fort Worth, like go somewhere that's like there's stuff like you can be like a head coach and like live your life not as private. But maybe she does like to live a private life. I don't know her, never met her, but she is but rounding The documentary out. would help. I think it's true. The documentary would <laughs> help and it would be so <laughs> we would get people. to know her. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So who's rounding out your five, Colin?
2: Um, number five on my list is Pat Tillman, um, former Arizona state and uh, Arizona Cardinals safety and uh, um, army ranger. I believe he was an army ranger. Um, he was killed in action uh, after he decided to walk away from a three year NFL contract to um, enlist in the uh, army. Um, I read a book about him um, I, I don't know, maybe about four or five years ago. I think it's called Where Men Win Glory. One of the best books I've read. Um and then there's there's some controversy around the uh the nature of his death. I won't spoil the book if anyone hasn't read it yet or is aware, isn't aware. Emily's ears perked up when I said conspiracy. <laughs> so um, no one's a really that would sad her topic though. It is. Yeah. Um, So I think, uh, you know, attempting to get a little bit more clarity there um, I would definitely be interested in, but then also getting to know as much about the decision he made and and talking to people close to him and figuring out why he made that decision um, I think would be really interesting. Um, So he's number, number five on my list. Good
3: choice.
1: Very good choice.
0: Thank
2: you.
1: My last person is um, has many names. <laughs> Most would know him as Ron Artest. Um, he changed his name to Meta World Peace at one point. Um, I, in college, got a beta fish that I named Beta World Peace. <laughs> um, he, I think, lived like a year. He didn't have an incredibly long life, but um, <laughs> unfortunately. And... I just discovered this um, earlier today when I looked um, Ron test up on Wikipedia. Um, so his name has been Meta world peace since 2011. Um, there were, there's a whole story about why he changed it. Um, he got very spiritual um, later in his career. Uh, he stopped playing basketball in 2017. That was his last season was 16, 17. Um, and then this past year, I believe he was coaching for a G league team. Um, but in May of 2020, which is now, he again legally changed his name to Meta Sandiford Artest, and Sandiford is his wife's last name. Hmm. So he kept the Meta, but he got rid of the World Peace and integrated his wife's last, her maiden name into his last name. So um, we will now refer to him as Meta Sandiford Artest. <laughs> um <laughs> Just All a very right. interesting figure. I would like to know more.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he was involved in several on-court... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, altercations, I guess. Uh, <laughs> including the Malice at the
2: Palace, which is just mm-hmm. such a great
1: name. Um, yeah.
2: It could but, only have happened at the Palace of Auburn Hills.
1: You know, like, it's, it's just a good name. Um, but... I would like to know more about that um, in particular. That's just such a crazy um, moment in sports history that um, gets covered. I feel like it always gets covered super briefly in documentaries.
2: Yeah. It's kind of a footnote.
1: Yeah. Maybe there's (laughs) not that much to tell, but maybe there's more and we just don't know. I don't know. Like that, there was that, in the OJ documentary, um, or the Thirty for Thirty, I think that was mentioned in that. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I think it might have been. There was a Thirty for Thirty where it was briefly mentioned, um, and I thought it was that one. Maybe not. Um, and then I think was it mentioned in the Dennis Rodman series? Yeah, remember? Whenever I've seen it included in some sort of documentary it's always like a very brief yeah you know here's the footage like this is kind of what happened whatever um but players aren't really they don't really go in depth about it who were part of that or who watched it happen Mm -hmm. so i want to know more about that and i also want to know more about his uh sudden change to being like this super spiritual person and you know just what he thinks about life now um so he is my um fifth pick
0: He'd be very interesting.
1: Very good choice. Mm-hmm. Any honorable and then we'll mentions? do our honorable mentions. Yes. <laughs> Emily? Roy Williams. I love Roy Williams. Mm-hmm. He's a cheater, but I love Roy Williams. That's all I
0: got.
2: Dead gums.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's my favorite coach. Yeah, that would be, it would be very interesting. I've always wondered for him... Um, like, he, he was a coach at Kansas before he was a coach yeah. at UNC. And you think about that now, um, and this is probably just my own, like, recency bias, and a potential documentary would help, you know, fix that. Um, <clears throat> but, it, like, I, I can't see a, a coach leaving Kansas to go coach at UNC. He went to UNC. Okay, thank you. Perfect. I don't, well, maybe I don't need the documentary. <laughs> and he coached under <laughs> Dean Smith. So, like,
0: like <laughs> it would be, oh, it'd be so good because he could talk about Dean Smith. He could talk about being at KU. He could talk about coming back. Like, he can never leave North Carolina. I mean, he's also mm-hmm. really old. He can never leave <laughs> North Carolina.
2: Yeah, he might not. Might not have a choice. <laughs> no. No. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, I, I would watch that. I'm a sucker for a college basketball doc.
1: That'd be a good one. Who do you have, Colin?
2: Um, my, speaking of college basketball, um, <laughs> my honorable mention is a uh, whenever, if and if, and when the whole college basketball paying players cheating scandal ever really gets wrapped up, I need a tell-all documentary <laughs> that involves Cal Perry and coach k and patino and bill self and maybe roy williams we'll see <laughs>
1: sean miller <laughs> most
2: likely sean miller release the tapes uh,
1: like you i gotta have them. him on it
2: yeah i need all of them together and say like hey this is how it started who did it for i want to i want each person to say like who they thought did it first who th- they thought like paid you know 150 grand first and got this ball rolling a good
1: old um, throw them <laughs> under the bus dog. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah and if all you know if there's 10 coaches and all 10 of them say a different guy I don't care that's fine Great. I just want to know uh who these people think started this mess um but the the Christian Dawkins documentary was good um but it left me wanting more yeah and sadly to no fault of the you know the director's uh I don't think that they were in a situation where they could give us more. And so now I'm just like waiting until that is possible. So that's my, my honorable mention. Nice.
1: Yeah. When that all started, I kind of wanted like a coach to just flip and like, just take the whole thing down and be like, this person did this, this person did this, I did this, like, but no, that (laughs) they're all loyal. (laughs) Hasn't,
2: yeah. per- hasn't
1: happened yet yeah um so i don't know i just find the whole thing very intriguing and i want to know more about what goes on behind the scenes so mm-hmm. um i like that as a pick um my honorable mention i was going to just go with charles barkley but what i really want now that i'm thinking about it is a charles barkley slash shack yeah docu-series um On the Shacks, well, they just have such a good, um, back and forth, you know, they really seem like they're good buds. Um, they just have a lot of shenanigans that they get into. And I want to see more of that, um, on the Shack side, I want to learn more about his DJing and why he does it, why he loves it. Um, I just want to hear him be like, (laughs) you know, when the beat drops, it just gets me so excited, but (laughs) I just need to know more about that, um, And then Charles Barkley, I definitely want to learn more about his golf game. I know nothing about golf, really. um, But I just want to see more footage of um, what it's like. Like, have someone on the golf cart with him, filming the entire day, you know? Give us an inside look.
2: A stream Um, of consciousness, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mic him up. Got to hear everything. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Play
2: on ESPN3. Yeah. ESPN and, Plus maybe. Ooh. <laughs> oh also no, Shaq's effect. involved. It'd be It'd be on ESPN3. Yeah. So. TNT. Yeah. Um, but
1: I want I, I also want people to go check out another video. Um, there was a golf golf channel, Golf Network, whatever that channel is golf called. Channel, golf Channel? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyways, um, there was an F- SNL skit um from when Charles Barkley hosted. Um, several years ago and they did this spoof where um, a golf channel correspondent followed him around doing daily activities to try and figure out why his golf swing is so weird. Um, And it was just really great. We'll we'll include a link to that and the Applebee's Marshawn video um, (laughs) in the description, but uh, another solid, funny video. So, Mm -hmm
2: we That's hope you join
1: our starting five of sports docu-series that have not been made, but should be made. So if you're in the producing biz, maybe, uh, you know, hit us maybe up, make one of those yeah. series.
2: But we'll, also tell we'll be, us. Yeah. We'll be special consultants if needed.
3: <laughs> yes. Um, you
2: know, provide kind of a, a beginner's thought on, on some of this stuff. At least me, mistake. I can't speak for you guys, but.
1: <laughs> we can get
0: the vision and the direction, but can't mm-hmm. actually execute anything.
2: Yeah. yeah. We'll just make sure they understand that. Yeah.
0: There you go. <laughs> I mean, we're explaining it now. They should be yeah, using this perfect. as like their inspiration. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, quick shout out to Naomi Osaka. Um, she became the world's highest paid female athlete ever. Um, at $37.4 million. Um, Saw this over the weekend. So very fun to see that happen. Um, Serena Williams was just barely surpassed um, at $36 million. So it's kind of an interesting fact for you. I like those. i love to see Women it. in sports. Good stuff. What's it's your hot, hot take this week, Ooh. Emily? Oh. <laughs>
0: oh, I think that... I want to hear yours oh. first, because I think it goes with our documentary theme. It
1: does. And it's one that the people are not going to like to hear. You don't know. The people might be on board with it. I don't think so, given our audience. Um, so <laughs> I've only watched the first couple episodes of the Michael Jordan docuseries. Um, I've only watched through the Dennis Rodman episode. Mm-hmm. But so far, I'm kind of like, meh about it.
0: I agree with yeah. that. I think it could have been a two-part, oh. 3 out Like, it could be an hour and a half each part. It could have been a two-part series. Um, it's just...
1: A, like, I've only watched... Yeah. I think I've only watched two episodes so far. Maybe three. I think Dennis Roman might have been the third. But I'm yeah, just yeah. kind of like... I, don't, I feel like I need to finish it. Yes. Just to finish it. But I don't really want to. Oh. <laughs> so that's a hot take, I think. Because everyone in the sports world seems like, seems like they're really loving it, but I do think that the steeper episode is something I'll really enjoy. Um, yeah, but overall, I'm just kind of like, I don't know if it was because like, I didn't, I definitely didn't pay attention to basketball when uh, Michael Jordan was playing too young. Um, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Mm.
2: Yeah. So. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was the the biggest complaint i have about it is the way that they move through the timeline yeah it seems and i i didn't like go back and confirm this but it kind of seems like they're taking it in like loosely in two-part chunks so they move through like the first three that they had um from like 91 to 94 or i think i don't i'm could be wrong on those dates but uh And then they talk about like the first championship as part of that three-peat and they parallel that with the first championship from the second Mm three-peat, but they jump around from like 1989 to 1994 to 1993 to 98. And I found that very hard to keep up with. I would much rather have had I just been chronological. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From start to beginning, start with his time at UNC and growing up his time, growing up in a UNC, um, some great Roy Williams interviews. Uh, I will add, (laughs) Um, and then yeah, move through his through his MBA, then baseball, then back to MBA. Um, It would make to me more sense, and I've talked to a couple other people about it, and they're kind of on the same or in the same frame of mind. So I wonder what the what the director's reasoning was behind that.
1: The artistic direction that they chose to take. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: They got the freedom, (laughs) especially like if you didn't watch all those finals, like, and you're not super familiar with the timeline of his life and what he accomplished. Like, I think it is kind of hard to, I don't know. It's just like a lot of flitting back and forth, it
3: seems like, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, That's, I think you're, you're
0: on it. Like Colin, you nailed it. Like the issue is it is, it's hard to like follow when they go to so many
1: different years. Um, Emily, it does get better. It does. Uh, Maybe I need to I just think, give it more of a chance. I, yeah. I, I like, watched, I watched <clears throat> up until the Dennis Rodman episode because I wanted to get to the Dennis Rodman episode. Oh, gotcha. And then, and then I was kind of like, it was okay.
2: I think the second, like, six through ten is better than one through five. Okay. Um, the end of it is really good, and you got to get to, like, episode eight or nine to get to Steve Kerr. He's pretty pretty deep in there so yeah uh,
1: <laughs> i definitely yeah. need to uh make maybe i'll watch like an episode
2: there's knows, some john Stockton week, interviews
1: something. as well yeah. oh yeah he uh pulled up i there was something i saw on twitter recently where he pulled up to um what year was it the finals
2: 98 but oh, yeah. well, that was the second one yeah
1: in a minivan <laughs> Yeah. I still see that exact car out on the road sometimes.
2: (laughs) Like a 98 Chrysler counter country.
1: (laughs) So, such a flex. I love it. It's a very Catholic, uh, small liberal arts private school thing to do, I feel like.
2: (laughs) Or just like, you know, any average parent. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, um, what is your.
0: Other than thinking Hot that that time. documentary should have been shorter. Um, yeah. I think same same vein of the documentary. Um, they probably should have separated out the Michael Jordan, a lot of the Michael Jordan, like, just his life stuff from the greater story of them getting to... The, getting their three-peat and, like, all of the drama of the Bulls front office and how you know, they want to make all these changes because they want to start rebuilding. Plot twist. They've been rebuilding since 98.
3: Mm-hmm. Yo,
0: that was a bad move. Um, So, like, I really because, like, the first episode, they kind of, like, touched on that and I was like, oh, I'm really excited to just see how this, like, what's going on in this front office. And then it was just, like, and, like, I I get the storytelling piece of it, but, like, I would love to see something separate that's, like, Michael Jordan and, like, how he's navigating all of this. Um And, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like very picky when I'm like the last dance. We're, we're This is about the bulls. Well, it's about Michael Jordan, but it's about the Bull- Like it, Michael, It is about Michael Jordan also. And I get that. You and want him he, to kind of pick a vein. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. it just, at times felt very, well, like I get that some events happening impact him and him being like, I'm retiring or I'm going to go play baseball. Like I get that. But I also am like,
1: and left something to be desired. Something to be desired. <laughs> <laughs> Love that phrase. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I like, I like that they focused, a, they gave like like to Rodman and um, <clears throat> Scotty Pippen, they essentially designated like one whole episode to them and their career, which was good. Yeah. Um, but you're right, like you do miss, like you don't really get the front office perspective of it. Um, like they have Ryan Storff, the owner, talking a little bit about it. Um, but I wonder, had they done a lot of these interviews before Jerry Krause had died? Like, you couldn't, you couldn't exclude him from this. No, you you would have to, he's part of the story. And I feel like his perspective could have added a lot more. Um, Yes. And it it would have been interesting. And I think everyone comes out of this, at least, I don't know, this may be a generalization, but, um, I don't think Jerry Krause is the, everyone's like, not a big fan of Jerry Krause yes he's kind of made out to be the enemy yeah yeah and so they he he can't defend himself he can't give any any counter to what is being said um but uh I did like I said though I did like how they gave at least you know the majority of an episode to some of the key players but
0: yes that and that was great
2: enjoyed that a lot but yeah missing a little something
1: Hopefully uh, your wine is not leaving much to be desired this week. Emily, what have you been having?
0: Um, so this weekend when I binge watched The Last Dance, I also drank a lot of mimosas. Oh,
1: I love that for
0: you. <laughs> it, was <a> really, <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great combo. It was a really fun combo. Um, my One of my friends, we annoyed another one of our friends when we... Like there was one episode where we were like, "No, we're done with this," um, and just started talking about something else. Um, but cava, man, I forget that like cava is a thing. And I like that it's like really dry. I think we had like Josh the label. Uh-huh. They like their cava just it goes very nicely in mimosas and um, he, like orange juice is already super sweet. So I'm just like, I don't need like the uh, the champagne that goes into it to like add to that. Cause then I just get a stomach ache. So that's Fair. what I was drinking. What about you?
1: Um, well, I went to, to do a pickup order at total wine. Um, and this bottle I bought because it looked really pretty. Of course. <laughs> um, it's called the Palm by whispering angel and whispering angel has a really good rosé. Um, that's yeah. really popular, but Oh, wow. That's really bright. You can't see that. um, but it was very good, and at Total Wine it was twelve dollars. Whereas mm. everywhere else that you can buy it, it's like eighteen dollars. So it's a pretty good bottle of wine. You just have nice. to be a member. Uh, oh, that's so cute! A member, yeah, very nice. Um, very Palm Springs vibes, which mm. I enjoy. Um, and Colin, I heard that you have recently ventured back into the world of wine. A little birdie told me.
2: Not necessarily. Not really. <laughs> I had a glass and it was to me as bad as I remember <laughs> oh no it was a red like I had, like, I, had a, like... I had a sip I was like oh that's not too bad and I was like yeah I'll try a glass and then I was like two sips into the glass and I was like this was not not a good idea <laughs> it wasn't good but well, uh, yeah
1: I'm, I'm bummed that wine has been ruined for you forever
2: no, no no see that like I don't there's no uh like upset stomach that follows it or anything it's just now just purely it. a taste thing yeah so maybe you know at some day someday I will acquire the necessary palate to enjoy <laughs> um a glass of wine but yes. it has eluded me thus far I did it. though get uh the family margarita recipe uh, earlier in this lockdown, so uh, I made I think that you a few Need to times share there. that. Too. Well, it's top secret, you know. So we'll see. Uh, let me talk to who I got it from. See if I can your pass source. It along. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to name names, you know. But sure. I've been happy with how they turned out. So.
1: All right, Colin's going with margaritas instead of wine, but that's allowed. <laughs> it works. Uh, it's fine. Um, while we wrap up, Emily, do you have any personal plugs?
0: The usual. Um, listen to Tailgate Society pods. If you're into beer, listen to Bitter Units. If you're into random topics while people are drunk, listen to <laughs> Drunk Dialing. Um, you can also call in and interact. Um, listen to Matinee Baseball if you want to hear about like movies that are different sports movies. And if you want to hear about Harry Potter or coming up in a couple like next week i guess um we'll start getting into the dark knight trilogy oh wow nice. tune into that and then read the content on the tailgatesociety.com follow us on twitter and instagram that's all i got
1: you, have any you pretty much summed notes? it up okay. i know how many Colin, do you have any pyramid scheme or anything you want to plug
2: <laughs> pyramid scheme what do you think of me <laughs> yeah. <I don't>
1: <laughs>
2: um any side hustles Well, the only thing I'll plug is uh, my friend Mason and I have selected our new uh, college basketball teams. Fingers crossed that the season goes off next year. Um, We drew at random uh, the new conference, and we got the Atlantic 10 conference. uh, Conference tournament uh, takes place in March at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Um, So Wow. If all goes according to plan, we will be in Brooklyn, middle of March next year. Cool. Uh, Mason will be cheering for the St. Louis Billikins, <laughs> and I the, will be They have a very for... creepy mascot. Oh. They do. Yep.
1: Yeah, I'll look uh, that so up.
2: I, no. I got him a shirt that has a big Billikin right on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, I'll be cheering for the Richmond Spiders. Uh, both teams are. I've got a good shot at making the tournament. Richmond should open either in like the 20 to 25 range of preseason polls or just outside. Um, and St. Louis won't be far behind. Uh, they're kind of one of those under the
1: radar programs. I guess both of them are like
2: St. Louis has been, they were both of them. Both programs were really good. Um, kind of at the beginning of the 2010s, like Richmond made the sweet 16 in 2011, Um, and that's, I believe the farthest they've, uh, ever made it. Um, and so this, this next year's team is, uh, has similar goals and they're not outlandish. They've got six returning seniors. Um, all their starters are back. So, uh, plus they've got some good incoming players. Um, but they should be, those two teams should be one and two in the a 10 preseason poll and kind of the, the conference favorites. So, um, it'll be a good year. Um, and both teams fortunately have some big games, um, like Richmond is playing at Kentucky this year. Um, and both teams are participating in the A-10 and Mountain West conference, like a tournament or, you know, challenge that they have. Um, I don't remember who, uh, the teams are playing, but, um, so there'll be some good, some good games in the non-conference. And then the A-10 is, um, is a pretty, ma- you know, is a major conference and is competitive every year. So, except for last year when Dayton ran away with it, but um, <laughs> it should be good. So looking forward to that.
3: <clears throat> nice. Cool.
1: More of the story. Now we have to look at a spider whenever you send us a DM on Twitter right. for the next year. Um, yep. Not thrilled about that, but best of luck. <laughs> we'll American
0: hear about spiders. it. If, if the season starts, uh, you'll be our
1: correspondent. Gladly. (laughs) At Colin (laughs) Jarenka, which also shows up as number one Richmond Spiders fan.
2: (laughs) Amen. His friend Mason
1: is the number one Billikens fan.
2: That's right. So
1: thanks for joining us. And uh, before we go, uh, we recently did our Olive Garden's starting five dishes at Olive Garden or things on the menu. Do you have anything to contribute to that? Any Olive Garden favorites?
2: <laughs> well, um, maybe this should have been my hot take of the week, <laughs> but, uh, I have been to Olive Garden once in my life. Uh, so I do <laughs> not have, I'm going to
3: cry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I oh, do my. not have the expertise, uh, the experience, the knowledge uh, to contribute. Um, I won't be gaining that knowledge during quarantine. Uh, Fortunately, I live in a city where there are enough dining options that don't force me to go to Olive Garden. Um, So we'll have to table that one.
1: (laughs) Okay. Do you remember what you had the one time you went to Olive Garden?
2: I do not. No clue. I was probably.
1: You played Hoop It was a, you played Hoop fest.
2: I It did. was after yeah. Hoop Fest
1: in Portland yeah. on the way home.
2: So I yeah. think I was in like fifth or sixth grade. So maybe even not twelve. I don't know how old you are in fifth or sixth grade. Are you twelve? Yeah, 11, or 11. Or 12.
3: I don't so remember what either, I
2: <laughs>
1: but I definitely remember going there to that specific yep, the one in location Coeur at that Idaho.
2: Time. Right
1: off.
3: Uh, <laughs> I five. <laughs> <laughs> still there
1: Uh, yeah don't don't they're probably doing takeout i don't know
3: old garden is doing
2: takeout they're they're back open idaho is at least you can 25 maybe 50 percent capacity
1: oh i don't think julian frank will be flocking to old garden time soon i
2: don't it's probably i mean you know i don't correct me if i'm wrong but is it worth a 45 minute drive okay (laughs) so i'm glad we're all on the same page at least as far as That is concerning.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that was a great way to finish things out of the episode.
0: 100%. (laughs) Thanks for coming on, Colin. We will talk to you all next week.
3: Bye, guys. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.